Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today? I hope you had a great weekend. A it lot went, of weird stuff for the weekend. It went yeah. by fast, didn't it? For some reason, at least to me, it felt like it was fast. I don't know why. It, yeah. fe- it seems like it was just Friday, and here we are on a on a Monday doing it all over again. Jim, I hate to tell you this, but yes? you know, I'm not decrepit and old, but I'm getting there. I'm on the path, <laughs> you know. But well, life seems too fast to me. I, maybe that's maybe that's the case. You're you're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. Lots of stuff happening over the weekend, and um, it's almost like we have. I don't know where to begin. So you know, you had an interesting topic. Uh, you thought you might start it out this morning. It was in, it's sort of a follow up topic about about classified documents, and I thought that's oh. kind of interesting. Um, so maybe we can start there. Yeah, because you see all the stories about, well, you know, this declassified in the mind thing. Yeah. And, you know, now now people are falling out of the ranks. And I'm going like, well, the one thing that I've always known is that we're made up of a lot of lawyers. And the laws are written to where, eh, you know, if I want to dance around this, I can. There is a problem with the declassification uh, uh, that they're trying to go after. Right. Because they're all making up rules that do not exist. You see, when it comes to what is the protocol to sit Mm -hmm. there and declassify a document by the president. Now, if you read in the liberal media, it goes, well, he should contact the different people uh, involved and see how they feel about it. Right. Touchy-feely thing. He could do that, yeah, but it's not going to be declassified. If he deems it to be declassified, he wants it declassified. Right. All right, so the protocol is, and the rules are, oh, wait a minute. There is no protocol. There are no rules for a president to declassify. There was an uh, one time a military uh, court case on this very thing about declassification and then the president's role and like right. that. And then the determination was there is no protocol. There is no rule. When a president decides that he wants to declassify it, he is the commander-in-chief of the Army, the Navy, all the military forces, and all the land. He is the king of this castle. Mm -hmm. He is the king of this country. If he sits, you know, if he decides that he wants it declassified, he doesn't have to ask permission. He doesn't really have to tell anybody. It's declassified because he deemed it declassified. And friends... Now, whether Trump just goes, well, I could declassify it in my mind. Well, basically, he's telling you that according to the rules of the game, if we're playing by the rules, he doesn't have to say squat. Along those lines, Mark Levin, the great one, had some comments. First of all, I'm a former chief of staff to the United States Attorney General. We would never, ever have done this. Never. That's number one. Number two. It's 90 days before midterm election. That's outrageous. Number three, everybody pretty much knows that Donald Trump is going to run in the Republican primary for president of the United States. And so you have a sitting president who wants to run against him and his attorney general acting like this. Now, here's how this worked. Everybody's guessing. I'll tell you what happened. This is in the jurisdiction of the U.S. attorney in District of Columbia, who's also overseeing the January 6th prosecution. Why? Because that's where the National Archives is, in the District of Columbia. They didn't send FBI agents from the Washington office down there. They would have used FBI agents in uh, South Florida, and they would have coordinated with the U.S. Attorney's Office down there. They're playing it by the book. Number two, he wouldn't have done anything without the sign-off of the Attorney General of the United States. Period. Number three, this was well orchestrated, so this has been going on for weeks. Now, you keep asking your guests, What's the justification? There is no justification. But what's he going to say tomorrow, the Attorney General? Here's my guess. We've been negotiating with Trump and his lawyers since February when we found out they had this information. We were getting nowhere. And then we know or we heard that some documents were being destroyed. Maggie Haberman of the New York Slimes was on CNN. They've been running pictures of hers that she's going to have in the book of documents being flushed down a toilet. That doesn't mean a damn thing. It could be anything. With with Elise Stefanik's name on it. That's all it was. Okay, but what I'm saying is you've asked what would the pretext be. Correct. And so it is a pretext that is exactly right. 
There is no justification for sending 30 friggin' FBI agents to the former president's compound in Mar-a-Lago in early morning and conducting themselves this way or in any other cases in which they've done exactly the same thing. The FBI is corrupt. This guy Garland goes after parents. He goes after Republican uh, uh, state legislatures. He goes after states he disagrees with their abortion positions. He doesn't do a damn thing to protect the border, which is compelled by the Constitution. Nothing. So let's be clear. Nude is right. They're all right. This is the worst attack on this republic in modern history, period. And it's not just an attack on Donald Trump. It's an attack on everybody who supports him. It's an attack on anybody who dares to raise serious questions about Washington, D.C. and the establishment in both parties. I haven't heard a damn thing from the Republican leadership in the Senate. Have you? Not one of those guys has put out a statement because they're weak. That's why. That's uh, Mark Levin. He did that interview just after the raid in Mar-a-Lago. So it's, it's a couple of weeks old. The thing that's interesting about that is that um, they didn't see, he didn't say in that classified at the time. He was just talking about documents, but mm-hmm. it was implied that they were classified. You know, they appointed this special master. and Yeah, and, this, and I would question this guy big from time. the beginning. But they sat there and they said, well, uh, we've got one that Trump and uh, the, uh, you know, that they, the DOJ can uh, agree yeah. on. And Trump said, I don't know this guy. I didn't make this decision. Yeah. So it was made for him by somebody that he didn't, he didn't converse with. Now, if it was his attorneys, then that's misrepresentation. And oh my gosh, that's mistrial. Well, you know, he said, uh, the special master said, well, you know, if they're labeled classified, then I'm inclined to believe that they're classified. I thought, sir, you sound like a horse's ass. Okay. Now, I will say in the defense of that, I can sit there and say, this is a document right here. It says classified. So I'm inclined to believe it's classified. Now, that's where the story ends. No, the difference is if that document that you're holding in your hand was in the possession of a either president or former president of the United States of America, and he says that it wasn't classified, then it can be labeled, it can have 50 stamps on it. Well, that's what I said. That's where the story ends, regardless of what he said, because he said this document says it's it's classified, and I'm inclined to believe that. Okay, it's you're inclined to believe that it says it's classified. It once upon a time in a land of make-believe was classified. It once upon a time ended up in Trump's hands, and that's a story, too, because we don't know how those documents got there because there was no protocol. There's mm-hmm. that word again on how they're going to do this raid, what they're going to do. They're going to go in and they got caught red handed, but nobody's talking about it with a document that they squeezed in here just a week ago. And then it turned out, wait a minute, this document's not real. As a matter of fact, it's got a bunch of mistakes in it. So they're lying bastards <laughs> and you're sitting there going, they get caught. And what you will not hear, what you won't hear from the liberal leftist media, the lying liberal leftist media, is the truth. You will not hear it, okay, as far as Donald Trump is concerned. Every time they talk about the former president, they warp the story. They always do. You'll never hear an honest presentation. even dare I say, sometimes on, quote, friendly networks. You see, in my humble opinion, even the friendly networks have some people in the background who aren't necessarily on our side, if you know what I mean. CNN was bought by somebody that supposedly is conservative. Yep. Yet there was a guy on over the weekend talking about, what was his name? Let's get his name out there because... He obviously is an expert. He's an expert at something, but Mm -hmm. not this. Daniel Dale. And he says, the GOP open border story is just that. It's not true. 
the border is closed. Oh, my it's God. Secure. He sat there and said, oh, my God, now, there could be some mistakes in, you know, a few people get across. But the fact that they're catching people oh. with fentanyl shows that there is people there and the border is closed. He goes, you got to get your story right. See, and there's where the Democrats come in with their little lies. Wait a second. Twist. Don't believe your lying eyes. Okay. I mean, how many times have you turned on the TV and seen waves of people crossing the Rio Grande? Or, well, I'll or tell you what we're going to do. Or stacked up on our shore under a bridge somewhere waiting to be bust. Go ahead. You, you know, I'm, I'm waist high and head high in, in some computer builds for both this thing and another thing. But I read that story and he goes, well, you got to get your facts right. You know, you say there's a million people. Now, he didn't say this. I'm just, you know interpolating for him. You say a million people have crossed the borders and that number is not right. You see what he's saying is, oh, there could be 999,060 people. Well, your number's wrong. So you're a liar. So, well, you know, actually, thought, actually the figure from in 20 months, I saw it yesterday was two and a half right? million. Yeah. But see, and what they're saying is they're catching the people and they're turning them back. A few get through. Oh my God. Well, you know, and you don't have the people crossing the border. So you know what? But Hey, listen, I went on, Bill, this Mayorkas, this guy, he has the audacity to stand up in front of uh, anybody who will listen and say the border is secure. Of course, we have some issues. Of course, we're working on some issues in certain areas, but the border is secure. These people are blatant, unadulterated liars. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put up on our website. I'm taking down the 2000 mules later today. Cause I went and found a bunch of links mm -hmm. to actual live cams at the border. Oh, wow. Uh, That'd know, be great. Gonna, yeah. So I don't know how long this page is going to be or, you know, how many <laughs> times I'm going to have to sit there and put these links in, but I thought, you know what, you know, this way you can sit there and just, when you're doing nothing, drinking a coffee, eating, you know, some carrot cake or something, you can take a look on, especially at night. That's when you really want. Oh look yeah. This stuff. Yeah. Yep. Because some of these pictures are static, but then there are times when, what the hell is that? The other thing is, uh, we have a war going on and nobody's talking about it. We have a war that's happening in our country right this very moment. And nobody's talking about it. It's the fentanyl war. It is mm -hmm. being fed by the Chinese in through Mexico, across that border that we're talking about. In Phoenix on, uh, I think on Saturday, could have been, uh, let's see, was it Saturday or Friday? But whenever it was, more than 1 million fentanyl pills were seized from a home in suburban Phoenix in what police call the single largest fentanyl seizure in Phoenix police history. I believe that half a pill, now they had a million pills, over, over a million pills, half a pill can kill you. Okay. Absolutely, it can. And you know that uh, there was a country music singer, handsome young guy, 32 years old. I'm not sure whether he knew what he was taking, but they found him dead in a parking garage. His name was Luke Bell. Handsome kid, he died of fentanyl. See, I think what they're doing, the, the fentanyl, they're lacing, they're, they're getting ecstasy or something. One of these exotic drugs out mm -hmm. there that used to be, oh, the party drug. But they're lacing these things with it in the fentanyl. And there's a reason that they're doing this. It is an outward attack on the country. And if we can prove that they're doing that, sorry, but that's an act of war. But we are actually, we're in a war with China. It is a subversive, a, 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 a subversive war, but we're about to be in war with Russia. And I think the people know it in this country. Even though the news is doing all their little fanning of the flames and doing different things and trying to sculpt a story. The one thing I noticed over the weekend is I was looking for something in a store. And while I was there, I was going, wow, I was at a Walmart. Shelves are pretty empty in a lot of the aisles there. So then I went to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Wow. Shelves are kind of empty again. Went to the little, you know, the dollar store. Wow. Shelves are kind of empty here because people are stocking up on the toilet papers again foods and things that they can have for maybe a long cold winter sheltered in place, maybe a war. We talked about 
Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My voice isn't there today. I don't know what happened over the weekend. Probably yelling at the TV set because of the different football games I watched and all the yep. teams that I were rooting for lost. <laughs> so in other words, don't yes. cover your bets, Jim, because um, <laughs> I won't cover your bets because Good. you just told me your record. Um, but anyway, they had an enormous fire at a uh, the world's largest wholesale fresh produce market in France. I mean, huge. It looks like it was hit by a, a Moab. Okay, why is nobody talking about all these food processing plants? Well over a hundred, Bill. Well over a hundred. Well over a hundred places. Yeah. And and each plant, how many people does it service in food? You see, there there's a key right there. And I'm starting to wonder, are they gonna try, you know, the 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 what is it, the World Economic Forum right. wants to get our population down by 90%. Well, wait a second. Well, wait a second. They've already said you can expect people in Europe to die from cold, freeze to death over the winter time because they won't have mm-hmm. the uh, fuel to heat their homes. And now they're talking about a shortage of fuel. I mean, you went into a store over the weekend, several stores over the weekend and saw things mm-hmm. missing. Right. And the products that they're coming in, you know, you got a question now. I, uh, I, ironically, I sat there and I said, you know, maybe I need to have a, you know, a what the hell, you know, uh pantry that has nothing but, you know, dried foods that you can, right. you know, sure. cook like, you know, the ramen noodles, whatever yep. it is, you know, and then the Tupperware containers with the cereals and whatnot. That way there's always something, even though I'll Absolutely. have regular stuff, but if there was an emergency, you have it. But yeah, you're right. There is something going on. The interesting thing that I ran into. You know, if we're talking about planned death and the, you know, the depopulization of the, uh, mm-hmm. the planet, there's a new virus out there and oh, it's great. already in place. Oh, wow. Are, are you ready for this one? Um, uh, it no. Attacks, Go it ahead. attacks fertility. Well, what, what do you, you know, the, uh, they've already said that the, uh, the vaccine <laughs> that we get att- attacks male sperm count fertility. Yeah. Yeah, this this virus came out of nowhere, and it's and it's global, and it's going to affect the youth to where they can't reproduce. And then Bill Gates, did you see Bill Gates over the weekend? Oh, he's my favorite. Guy well, he's world. he was on. He did this stupid video. I mean, he looked like a numbskull. He looked like you know you know when you inhale helium and your voice goes way up. He does. Oh, him. He does this stupid commercial about corn his corn with that kind of helium sound. And it's, it's terribly, it's terrible. It doesn't Why work. Would he, what's he selling? What, he's what's so trying to about? sell us that his, his genetically modified corn is better than all the other corn that is grown naturally. His genetically modified corn is stronger. It lasts longer. It tastes oh, better. Geez. It's got more nutrients. I wouldn't eat a damn thing. That guy grew. Genetically modified. Boy, that goes back to the 50s. And let's give all the women this stuff and we'll breed a super race. And they all turned out retarded. (laughs) Remember that drug? Are you talking talking about thalidomide? Whatever it was. I'm thinking about the one that gave gave us uh, physical defects. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that people were born with no arms, no no legs uh, because of thalidomide. Yeah, because this was a drug that was going to create a super race. Yeah, the Bill Gates. Yeah, you know, following the steps of Bill Gates, mm-hmm. you know, he killed. He's the one that's wanted by India for killing kids. This is a guy, by the way, who who didn't graduate from MIT. I mean, he went to MIT. I believe it was MIT. Was it MIT or Harvard? It was one of the two. I think I it was it was MIT. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but anyway, he he didn't graduate because he was too busy busy stealing another guy's uh, idea. And uh, he made billions on it. So we have a bunch of things going on in the world. We have food processing plants and, and like I said, this uh, large wholesale fresh produce market in, in Paris burning to the ground. And they don't know what started it, by the way. They think it may, be, may have been arson. So there needs to be a global investigation. And you know what? <laughs> If our leaders won't do it, let's get some new leaders. If well, they're not going to do it, Italy's, let's... Italy's already started. Did you hear the news? No. Italy, 
yesterday, I mean like this morning, elected the first female prime minister, president, I guess, of, uh, of Italy. She is a their equivalent of, to Donald Trump. She's MAGA, conservative, Christian, pro-life, uh, pro-Italian. Oh, they're going to attack her with everything. They, they've already started. Yeah. The, the president of the EU was trying to um, get her not elected before. You know what I'm saying? They, she was trying to influence the population of Italy to vote against this. Her name is Maloney. M-E-L-O-N-I, I believe. And um, she... She was really gone after by the opposition because they were afraid that she she wouldn't fall in line with the EU, you know, and uh, so anyway. Well, I, I, I'm rooting for her, and you probably ought to put her on your prayer list. You know, if you if you oh got yeah, a, big time. If you got somebody that's there that's going to do good, you know, they're going to be attacked. Look at Ron DeSantis, you know. He was a golden boy, and now they're hitting him with everything because they see that he's got numbers. And they're, you know, he's a foe to be dealt with, but what they're, and I don't think they're ignoring the population out there is fed up with his crap and they're going to get the revolution and they might get it as soon as, and I'm not saying, cause I'm not a part of this, but I'm saying I'm seeing the steel in place. It is in place big time. And if you don't see it, you're blind. So we have, we have uh, a heat, heat problem. We have a food problem. And we have a nuclear problem that they're not talking about. What do you mean nuclear? Well, uh, over the Russia. weekend, the, over the weekend, the United States warned um, the Russians that catastrophic consequences would happen if Moscow were to use nuclear weapons in the Ukraine. I would say forget the Ukraine. I mean, that's I'm not. I think Russia is considering using nuclear weapons against NATO countries. NATO countries like if Germany they are challenged if they're challenged yeah. anymore. Yeah, they will. And you know what? That's close to home. So why wouldn't they get fallout unless of course they've figured out, Hey, you know, which I remember, I think we talked about this before the show, but this has been in the news for a while. They've actually China and Russia has determined that the world can survive. Yes. A nuclear attack. Now it's not going to say that the land's not going to be decimated and decimated, but uh, the point is, is that there is a survivability ratio, whether you agree with it or not. They believe in acceptable losses, whereas we don't. And they've already gone through different scenarios. I mean, planning scenarios for a nuclear conflagration and, and have a, a certain segment of their population gone. And they've determined that they can get beyond that war after the war is over. Whereas we haven't even, even had the discussion on this side. We haven't even talked about a nuclear war. We deny it. Like it, I oh, think it can't we happen. have talked about it, and I think we're ready for acceptable losses because what you are talking about, if you're talking about China and Russia, well, wait a second. Talking about I'm talking about privilege. the population bill. I'm not talking about the government. I don't, we don't know what the hell these guys in Washington are talking about, but I think the population has no idea how close they are well, to a nuclear that's war. That's what I'm saying too. I think the people are getting the idea that there is war looming, but I think it's not looming. I think it's being planned for. Yes. And it's all part of this. These guys, Putin has got a bunker to go to. You're telling me that Biden doesn't have a bunker and Pelosi doesn't. Oh, absolutely. The leaders in place will remain the leaders in place and their minions under them will will succeed up. And we will, the, the country, if there's a war during the Biden presidency, then you can look at it this way. There will not be Republicans anymore. There will be one power that emerges out of this dark world that they will create. Well, uh, <clears throat> that's, it's scary folks. I was, I saw an article over the weekend and it had pictures of the elites bunkers, people, nice. who, people who are billionaires have already got places like Bill said, places that they can go to. And they're, they're really nice. I mean, they've got entertainment centers, they've got food, they've got water, they've got filtration systems the, everything for them is perfect. They will get through whatever happens. Whereas you and I will be sheltering in our garage, hoping that maybe this corner will protect us from something. 
These are sick, evil, friggin' people. I'm, I'm, I hate to sound, these people who are doing this to our country right now are sick, evil people. These are desperate times. I don't mean to sound like an, an alarmist, but I, you cannot read all of this stuff. And, and by the way, I don't find all of this stuff in weird, like conspiracy theory uh, websites Actually, and the stuff. News, it's out there. Yeah. It's kind of buried, but it's out there. Yeah. I mean, I go to, I go to places like the New York Post, the New York Times. I go to Breitbart. I go to places that have, and by the way, most of these sites that say like Breitbart and, and other sites, they're a link site. It's like when people talk about Drudge, they say, oh, Drudge is a conservative website. And, yeah. and, and believe me, Drudge isn't what it used to be. But all they do there is they find a story like on the New York Times, they grab the link and they put the link on their website. So when you click on the link, you go to the New York Times. When you click on the link, you go to the New York Post, you know? So you're not, they're not giving you their opinion. You're reading it from the source. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, um, the stuff that I've read, we are in dangerous times right now. And these people in Washington, they know this. Oh, yeah. These guys down in uh, Washington who are running our government right now, they are... Uh, they're, they're not good people. And you wonder why people gather around Trump? I mean, think about it. The, Trump is a, is a billionaire. He doesn't need anybody's money. He came into government rich, and he left government less rich. See, I think he came into it because he looked at where the world was going, and he knows, you know, when you get older, you know when your time is near or how near it's going to be or how far you think you're going to go. And he probably thought, you know, I got to change this. I have kids. I have family. Yes. Grandchildren, kids. Yep. But they're not only attacking him because this is a hit job. Because a hit job takes out the leader and his family. You know, and yeah. it's it's vindictive. Case in point, uh, Tsar Nicholas II in Russia. Mm -hmm. When they had the change there, when the socialists took over Russia in 1918, they didn't just kill the Tsar and the Tsarina. No, no. They killed everybody. Anastasia, the, all the kids. I mean, and he had a lot of kids, friends. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he had 10 kids. They were all taken out. All done. Yeah, because they don't want them to come back and seek revenge. You're going to take somebody out. You take the head out and you take the whole damn snake's family. Yeah. And he's not a snake, but I'm just saying that's what you do. You know, mm -hmm. and that's why they're attacking this, you know, Letitia, what's her name? James? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what What do you call her? Uh, Letitia Peekaboo James, you yeah. know? Yeah. Ooh, I'm here with oh, the wait lawsuit. A second. Wait a second. Let's, let's listen to Donald talk about Letitia uh, Peekaboo James. We have a document hoax. They're talking about me with documents. And then they go back over the last five presidents. You take a look at that hoax. There's no better example of the left's chilling obsession with targeting political opponents than the baseless, abusive, and depraved lawsuit against me, my family, my company, by the racist Attorney General of New York State, Letitia Peekaboo James. This raging maniac campaigned for office ranting and raving about her goal, her only goal we got to get Donald Trump. We're going to get him. She knew nothing about me. I never heard of her. In fact, I was watching it and I said, boy, that woman's angry. I don't think she likes me too much. <laughs> All without having any evidence. She knew nothing about me. Before she had even begun her phony investigation, she went around boasting her plan to weaponize her office against me, probably working with the federal government, of course. Declaring, I look forward to going into office of Attorney General, New York State, every single day and suing him. I'm going to sue him. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to be so happy because I sued him. Whether it's in Atlanta, whether it's from Washington, D.C., whether it's January 6th, coming from many different forms, there's never been a period of time like this and i thought actually because liz cheney was so badly defeated i thought that january 6th would go away and i think it is going away actually because that really was the sentiment of a great group of people she got i think it was the largest defeat in the history of politics as a congressperson i will say this with uh what he said about january 6th 
Apparently now they're saying, well, we believe the committee believes. And actually we're talking about Liz Cheney and Schiff. Those are the two head people there. And they say, we believe that Trump started the insurrection. Therefore, we're going to pass down a decree that he should be prosecuted. And that's probably coming this week because, and you know, Liz Cheney, even over the weekend said, you know, Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I think I have it. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Carrie Lake is not elected. So does that include campaigning for Democrats if that's what it takes? Yes. It does. Okay. No, no, no. Right. That's a vendetta. Yep. That's it. You hear what she said? This is the kind of person we're dealing with. Okay. Liz Cheney, she's not a Republican. She's not a Republican. No way. Well, the guy in Massachusetts that was, he was going for the primary for the Republicans and, you know, he lost, you know, to mm -hmm. our guy that we were talking about. And so now he goes, what does he do? He doesn't bow out gracefully and say, I am going to, to support our candidate. He goes, I'm throwing my support to the Democrat. Well, in other words, why don't you just go on and change well, your party affiliation? Because you're not even a rhino. You're a Democrat. Liz Cheney. She should be a Democrat. She should change her affiliation now. Don't pretend to be something you're not and you know, never parties, have been. Parties have kicked politicians out of their party for not falling in line. Not this party. The Republicans in D.C. haven't got the gonads. Although I think if they have a change in November and a lot of MAGA people move in, I say MAGA, you know, conservative Republicans move in. That may change the uh, well. They don't landscape. have a hair in their gonads, and they ought to grow a couple so they could, you know, set set a precedent. You know, he, set she, an example and she, kick she, her out of the party. She said she doesn't want Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona, because she's really a strong conservative. Doesn't want her to be elected. Here's what uh, Carrie Lake had to say. I want to point out what Liz Cheney uh, has said about you when speaking at this Texas Tribune uh, conference yesterday. She says, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Carrie Lake is not elected. Uh, your reaction? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the biggest, best gift I've ever received. I mean, the people of Wyoming can't stand her. I, I'm, I'm pretty much sure that the people of Arizona don't like Liz Cheney. Uh, you know, here's the deal, Maria. The Republican Party, the new Republican Party, is the party of we the people. It is no longer the party of warmongers. And so Liz Cheney probably should change her voter registration. Turns out she really is a Democrat after all. Well, that, that pretty well sums it up. She says it's the best thing that may happen to her. Uh, a real gift uh, if she were to back Hobbs. She's a real leftist Democrat. But you have to understand that Liz Cheney would rather have that real leftist Democrat than a conservative Republican. And, you know, her dad was, when you look back, uh, when Dick Cheney was vice president. He's an evil man. Oh, this guy, he never saw a war that he didn't want to be involved with. It's pretty well agreed that much of the Iraq, the Iraq war in general, was started because of um, bad information. We were told that the uh, uh, that Saddam Hussein was developing a weapon of mass destruction, and we had to get in there. Uh, I think they blame 9/11 on on who's they tried to tie the 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 World Trade Center attack uh, on Hussein, or at least partly on Hussein. So we have we have a new conservative leader in Italy, who, by the way, is irritating the EU big time. If you don't think that all of what's going on in the world right now isn't connected, then you really aren't paying attention. Uh, the EU and in the United States, there's a lot of people working hand in hand to make a similar philosophy become the norm. Uh, mm -hmm. We're looking at a world that's trying desperately to become socialist. Yeah, it is. And the our midterms are going to be a big signal, not only here in the United States. It's going to be a, a switch that gets flipped, but it's going to be a signal around the world, which is why all of a sudden, for no reason at all, every contest that the Republicans were predicted to win overnight in a... You know, last weekend, well, the new polls say the Democrats are ahead. The new polls say the Democrats are ahead. The new polls say that America's 
you know, wants this and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm listening to it and I'm going, well, number one, that tells me something's up. Maybe the, the steel is on, but also what they're doing is they're sending a signal to Republicans. Hey, they're, they're notifying the democratic base to, to fire up those troops, to get out and vote. Cause you got the support of the democratic party. We're going to make sure your voice is heard. Now the signal to the Republicans is you don't have a chance. Look, the polls, every poll says you guys are losers. You mega idiots, you. So mm. they're trying to make sure that you you think, hey, they're not going to steal this election. Your vote is not going to matter. Don't go. Most Just every don't. poll. But the good news this morning is one poll has the, de the Republicans ahead of the Democrats by five full points right now. We still That's have not what? a big enough lead in my mind. Well, I don't. I'll be honest with you, Bill. I still think they're going to steal it. I, I, I do too. I, I hear people talking. I hear the the Sean Hannitys. I hear all of the the major uh, pundits on radio and TV who are on our side talking about how we have to get out there and vote because the vote will make a difference. And I'm skeptical. I I think if they stole it. You know, we found them stealing it in 2020, we believe, okay? That right. doesn't mean they, they didn't try in 2016. I think they did. I think Hillary thought it was a done deal. That's why she was flabbergasted in 2016. But I think they stole it in 2012. I think they stole it in, 20, in 2008. I think that stealing has been a part of their, their, their whole process for decades, you know, it's interesting when, when Hillary lost and she thought she was ready for her party and then it, they realized they're not going to have that party and she stormed off and it was hours before she came back and, you know, she was upset, distraught over this. And then she came back and put it together. I tend to believe they went into their little bunker and had a meeting going, okay, we've lost this thing. What do we do? Let's get a plan together. Mm -hmm. How are we going to attack Donald Trump? The first thing they did is they started throwing, well, they were throwing allegations before, but then came the, he's not my president. This is not my president. You know, and this, they started their thing from day one. They already planned his impeachment. I think this was all going on in the meeting before she accepted the fact that he won, which she really didn't do. We hear the left, we hear the left right now saying, MAGA, don't accept the results of a legal election. These are the same people who in 2016, and I have, I don't have the audio right now, but I've heard the audio. They have, someone put together a compilation of all these same leftist liberals who are talking about how 2016 was stolen, it's not a legitimate election, how he didn't really win, that Hillary was really their president. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And but they challenged, and they got it thrown in their face, not by judges, the simple fact that they challenged an election. A legitimate election can withstand being challenged. I think that they have, over the years gotten more sophisticated with the process of stealing elections. I oh, think, absolutely. I mean, you look back at, uh, the two, was it 2000 election where George Bush beat, uh, Al Gore and they mm -hmm. had the chads in Florida. Just, I was in Florida for well, that. Well, just think of the kind of computers they were using. They were using punch cards. Mm -hmm. They were using the, 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 you know, it looked, they've been using those punch cards since the days of, uh, the TV show Hawaii Five O, when they would go to the computer and they'd pull out a stack of punch cards, that's the kind of computers they were talking about at the turn of the of the century. Now, you have more power on your on your smartwatch than they had in those computers, so they've gotten sophisticated. They can they can manipulate and they can twist everything to their advantage. That's why. They don't seem terribly concerned. I mean, they're concerned, and they, they talk about how you have to get out and vote. But if you kind of look at guys like Biden, he isn't terribly upset. I think he thinks that they're going to be okay. They even asked Nancy Pelosi last week, I think it was, about uh, the elections, and she said, well, she thinks she's going to be able to keep the speakership. So, Well, she doesn't think. She says she knows. Well, if that's the case, how does she know? She knows because the fix is in. By the way, I haven't got the tape of her. She was at a concert 
in uh, mm. Central Park on Saturday night for some global initiative, right? It wasn't the Clinton Global Initiative. There was a sea of people there for this environment concert, right? And you would have thought they were people who would have applauded her. She got booed off the stage. She, I mean, there must have been 15,000 people in Central Park, and they booed her terrible. Why she thought that she could go out on the stage in the middle of a rock concert and add something to it is beyond me. You know, I mean, she's, she's 80 years old, but these people have got egos. Listen, we were in broadcasting. We met people with egos. I mean, ego is almost a part of the business. I would be, I would submit that her ego is surpasses. Oh, 10 times what anyone I've ever met in the media. And oh, I'm talking I, about actors and uh, disc jockeys and uh, all these different celebrities we've bumped into, singers. I think politicians have got the biggest ego I've ever seen. She, yeah, to they think do. She, Bill, to think she could go out. She's 80 years old. I think she's 81 years old. And she goes out there like she's 18, trying to relate to a sea of people who don't want to see her. And uh, she thinks she's going to add something by being there. Uh, it was, it was, but she, she got soundly booed, which I thought, well, that's good. You know, the one thing that I, you know, I, I got somebody in my life that thinks that I don't have enough self-respect for myself. But the point is I despise egos. I do not like to idealize anybody. I don't really like people that are so in love with themselves, you know, that would you, would, I, I, I would admit that in our business, you have to have a certain ego just to go on the radio. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to have a certain. Well, it might be I, an ego, or it might be just a cry for attention of some well, sort. Well, I think you're I think you have stuff. to. I think you have to think that you can do it. Well, you got to know you can do well, it. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, that's that's part of the ego. And then you have to you have to believe that there are people listening. You know, you don't go. I don't. You don't go into a little room with a piece of metal sticking out on an uh, on an arm somewhere, right? Walk up to it. And you're all alone. Talking, yeah. And you're all alone and you visualize a sea of people listening to you. Because that's what you have to do to make you have to figure there's someone you're talking to. Right. You know? It's for yeah. the, the, the old days they called it, hey, you're an announcer, you know, but but politicians today, politicians don't think there are some people talking to them. They think everybody is listening to him rather look at joe i saw one of his rallies over in music our montage mountain that was it there were six people there plus the person <laughs> from cnn interviewing him and he thought he was a rock star talking to a stadium full of people and there were 20 cars in the parking <laughs> lot and i'm sitting there going and then what two weeks later he won the presidency so unbelievable you know, the, the crowd in his mind got out of his head and voted for him. You know, before I forget and we run out of time, I got to play this cut for you. This guy has been uh, touching little girl's hair. You've seen that where Biden oh, will reach yeah. down. He'll put his arm on a, uh, some little 13-year-old girl's shoulder and kind of massage it when he's being introduced to her. I mean, this is the president of the United States, right? And he's been, he's been accused of taking showers with his daughter when she was a uh, a young girl. I mean, she, she she even said she thought she was damaged by his his uh, inappropriate activity. Well, you know, there's there, let, let's point out the difference here. Accused means it could not. It, there's a possibility it's not true. Right. He's been called out on it by his daughter in her diary. Uh, right. Where in she her diary. she thought that nobody would ever see it. So she wrote it down honestly. Exactly. So, you know, he was called out on it. It's a truth. It's so Friday, Bill, uh, he's in Friday. He's talking to a bunch of people. There's a, uh, a bunch of sycophants in a room somewhere and Biden's, um, at, you know, trying to be funny. He's trying to be clever, trying to be funny, which is not a good thing when you're, uh, you know, having cognitive issues. And uh, he said this, listen. But guess what? We got a lot to do. got to say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. But anyway, <laughs> this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. Did you catch that? Did. I'm going to play this one more time because some people probably didn't catch it. But um, 
he's talking to a group of people and then he notices a woman in the audience. So he's mm-hmm. talking and he says, oh, he says, you got to say hi to me, meaning you know me. And I'm going to play it one more time. Listen. But guess what? We got a lot to do. You got to say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, <laughs> this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. Okay. Listen, I've been around for a while. I'm a senior citizen. Never once in my life have I joked about inappropriate uh, relations with a young person. It it didn't even occur to me to even kid about something like that. This is the guy who's the president of the United States in a public forum, stopping his, his talk to acknowledge somebody and to make a comment. She was 12 and I was 30. Yeah. That, that almost, well, doesn't almost, it sounds statutory to me. Oh, it does bill. It does. Big time. I mean, if I were a lawyer and she came to me and said, you know, I was raped by Joe Biden when I was 12, that audio and that fact, you know, Joe, what do you have to say? You know, now the sad thing is there'd be no DNA test, but you've got his words, not hers, his words. I never would ever dream of taking a shower with a small, a small child. If I were an adult and I were, let's say it was at a sport event, right? And there were a bunch of kids that were on my, my team I was coaching. We were all taking showers afterwards. I would never take a shower with young men. I mean, if they were 15, 16 years old, it's inappropriate for the coach to be taking a shower with them. them, Right. This guy was taking showers with his daughter. Folks, there's no way you're getting around it. I don't give a darn whether you're the, the leftist of the left. That's sick. That yeah, is sick. Is. And this guy is is, uh, is the president of the United States. And they, they have him in there because he's so easily manipulated. We're not being, we're not being uh, led by Joe Biden. We're being led by a bunch of strangers from uh, the darkness behind him. Yeah. It's a sad world we live in. And uh, you know, somebody mentioned to me over the weekend, and, and I, I think it's important that a lot of people don't realize, you know, that in just a month, a uh, little over a month, we are going to be voting for the midterms. Very important because yep. it's going to shape up the control of the country for the next two years at least. And they were going, oh, wait, that's this November? I'm going, yes, it is this November uh, the 8th coming up this year. You've got to vote. You can't sit there and forget about it or blow it off. And then they said, well, we've only got one more year of Joe Biden, right? And I'm going, no, <laughs> you got two more years, a little over two more years. You know, and I was thinking about uh, what will happen if the Republicans win the election in November. So we have November and December, two months. If we win, if we swamp the election process and we just overwhelm the steel and we beat them, they just they just cannot make the difference. Wreak havoc in those two months. I was just going to say that they are going to do everything they can to destroy us as much as they can while they still have the power. Look, it's going to be still, terrible. They're buying enough ink in Washington for those executive orders that Joe's going to be signing in those two months because he is going to sit there and they're going to ram through everything. They're going to attack Trump on every level while they can uh, and try to ramrod it through. These guys are evil. If you think gas prices are high now, you think things are bad now, well, whatever we're going through, and a lot of it, you know, they've been trying everything they can to keep it from happening. They don't care that the House of Cards falls down after the November election. But beforehand, they want to keep it propped up. But whatever we got going wrong now, double it over the next two years, maybe quadruple it. That's where Joe's taking us. In the meantime, the media and Joe will continue to point out that the MAGA people are evil people. The MAGA people are the violent people. The MAGA people are here to destroy our country and uh, to take us away from all that has made us great, which is definitely not the case. And if you don't believe 
that uh, what I'm saying is true. I will play this as a reminder. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. Yeah, Joe, only at least 80 million of them. Only at least 80 million Republicans are MAGA people. And again, I remind you that MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. You tell me what's wrong with that. You Not tell me a how. Damn yeah. thing wrong with yeah. that. They, they stand for all of the things that we grew up believing were American. We patriotic. Are the yeah, exactly. So uh, he is pointing out. He's trying to equate MAGA with Nazi. That's what he's trying to do. I'll just come out and say it. He's trying to say that if you are a MAGA person, you're a Nazi. And there's no equating the two. There is. Well, there is, because when he did his speech in Philadelphia, he did do the Hitler no, fist yeah. up in the air. So that is the Nazi. Well, that's him. There of a leader. I'm saying there's no equating MAGA to no, Nazi. Not. Yeah. But equating one way sign, the finger of one. Hey, you were number one. Yeah. Yeah. You can equate Joe and what he's doing to the Nazi movement. Much of what he's doing, the propaganda he's throwing at us, the FBI raiding innocent people's homes. You know, I think I mentioned, I don't know, I did mention about that gentleman in in, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, pro-life person. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think how could we we talked about that? Uh, His house was raided. He, 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 this guy's in front of seven of his kids and they drag him out, uh, in handcuffs because he was blocking. He was not really blocking. He was protesting at, a, at an abortion clinic and some guy got in the face of his 12 year old kid and he told the guy to back away. And when he pushed the guy away from his kid, the guy stumbled and fell in that case, he brought this guy sued him and was thrown out of district court. And Merrick Garland came along and he said, well, wait a second, we can charge that same guy with a federal crime. And he had him arrested. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the guy that stumbled mm-hmm. said some very derogative things. Absolutely. Now, think about it yeah. to, to this guy's kids. Yep. And I'm just going to say, you know, uh, part of what he said, he, he called him, uh, he, he said, your, your dad is what up. I think uh, he, I think he called him a fag. I mean, I'm, yeah, called him a fag, I, 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 and then yeah. used the P word, the P U S S I E. I'm right. being nice, but or P U S S I, P U S S Y. You called him that, and you know, if you called my son, mm-hmm. uh, whatever their sexual orientation is, because I'm going to be politically correct here, but either way, you don't call somebody a name like that. Otherwise, LGBTQ doesn't stand for squat. But you can't call that name well, and use the other derogative thing. That is not wait, a very liberal, positive well, thing to do. What do they names. stand? What do they stand for? I'll tell you why I asked that question because there's, I think it's called gays against groomers or something like that. Uh, they're a, a group of of gays who don't believe that people, kids should be groomed in schools, cross-dressers and things like that shouldn't come in and do performances in school because it's a, it's a type of grooming. And exactly. so what's happened is they've been thrown off to, I guess, uh, TikTok and Instagram and all these different sites because they, they don't believe in the traditional line of thought. Do you know? Yeah. Now the one thing I will tell the right you know, because there are people that you might sit there and go, oh, well, they're, they're this or they're that. Don't make fun of people because that opens a door. Case in point, Jennifer uh, Eller up in uh, Maryland, a transgender teacher said that they were made fun of. I say they because I don't know how the transgender person wants to be addressed, but they were made fun of and they won a case. And now there's new protocols going into school. Yeah how to treat 
transgender or LGBTQ people and students that may be. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. These kids weren't born knowing that they're that way if they are even that way. And you're not going to say, and you're not going to program in their mind that they are that way. Hey, the Pennsylvania Department of uh, Education provides students with preferred personal pronouns. They are knee, V, Z, and Z. Now, that, let me spell it for you. N-E, V-E, Z-E, and X-E. And asserts that even three-year-olds can identify as transgender. This is the Pennsylvania Department of Education. Well, that's why you need Fetterman in the office, because he will sit there and promote that. Not only is he going to promote that, yes, but Fetterman is going to let people out of prison. Not, We're just, talking- not just your average, everyday person out of prison, but there's more. Yes, killers, rapists, they're all getting out. Yes. Now, just- not only that, there's even more. Fetterman, listen up, Pennsylvania. Because it's a commonwealth, and commonwealth means bend over the table. You're getting, never mind. (laughs) Fetterman is going to raise taxes. Yes, Fetterman thinks the state needs to raise income taxes. This from a man who hasn't paid his taxes taxes, in years and has been sued 66 times for non-payment of his taxes. But in the meantime, the media will tell you that Fetterman has a lead over Dr. Oz. Now, why would you vote for Dr. Oz? I mean, he's a self-made man. He's a world-renowned cardiologist, a cardiovascular surgeon. He's a successful talk show host and TV personality. He has made millions of his own dollars. He made it. He wasn't given the money by his parents uh, up until like a year and a half ago, like uh, Fetterman was, uh, I think Fetterman stopped getting an allowance from his parents when he got his 45. first when he got his first big job working for the state as a lieutenant governor or something like that. Anyway, we've done yeah. it again, Bill. I look at the clock on the wall. I think this show went by really fast. <laughs> no, it did. So I was just taking my first sip of coffee, and I've only drank half the cup, but it's cold now, so. Hey, that's always a sign that the show is finished when the coffee is cold. Um, when the coffee is colder and the, the, the cup is, you know, empty. One of the two. There's going to be more to talk about tomorrow. A lot is happening. I do think the closer we get to the elections, the more we're going to see uh, things like an October surprise. That someone's going to throw something somewhere that's going to uh, change the trajectory of the elections, don't you think? Yeah, I still think, you know, they are desperate to take Trump down. And I'm hoping that, uh, that I'm not wrong in this, but I think when they do that, and I'm not advocating violence at all, but I think that when they do that, that is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. And you know, what are they going to do in a town of 300,000 people? If 200,000 people show up to vote all at the precincts and overwhelm them with red because, and not just red voting, but red and anger in their faces, because I've let this go too far. It's time to take our country back from these idiots. And that's what you got. I'm hoping there are people there at the polls, by the way, who are observers who are watching what these people are doing. And I hope that, uh, I would think that if we do get, and I say we, if the right gets hold of uh, power in November, I think there are going to be some major changes made to the election process. I mean, you won't be able to close down an election at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning and then take a three- or four-hour hiatus and then start up again like at 6 o'clock in the morning. That won't be Mm -hmm. like they did last time in uh, places like Atlanta and Philadelphia. Well, they shut it down for the people that want to observe but for the people that were still counting they needed the cameras off they needed to think that oh, uh, yeah. nobody was watching you you couldn't hey how how else do they get the boxes of uh, fake ballots that are underneath a table in, in the election center we saw them do that you know it wasn't something they were hiding from the cameras it was there we all saw it 
they reached under a curtain at a, on a, a table in the room and pulled out boxes of ballots and went over to their desk and started counting these ballots. Oh, and, yes, but they say that the Republicans were in to, to sabotage the machines, and their proof was a picture of two people taking a selfie in front of a voting machine. Oh, my God, that's it. That's, uh, that's the damning information. Oh. Enough already. We shall have to continue this again tomorrow on an, another edition because this one is uh, is finished for the day. Don't forget, you can reach us right here at It's Another Day. Our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868, or you can email us at mail at itsanotherday.com. Two easy ways to reach us. Leave us an opinion, a suggestion, whatever. That's 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868, or mail at itsanotherday.com. If something happens throughout the day that's a real major story, earth-shattering, mm -hmm. kind of check back. We may have an update of some kind. We may drop in with a few uh, minutes of our opinion of what's going on. Uh, otherwise, we'll be here tomorrow, same time, same bad channel. Same bad stations, same batty guys. Do you have an opinion? <laughs> Do I have an opinion uh, on occasion? On occasion. <laughs> I I'm going go, to go see if I can buy a clue and an opinion. I bet you'll find one, too. Oh, sure. Have a great day, buddy. Adios.